Welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast. It's a podcast where I have conversations with people that fascinate me and I truly have fun connecting with them. If you like this podcast, click the like, subscribe, or leave a message, leave a review, and let me know how I'm doing. Again, thank you for listening to the Every Thought Matters podcast. Do you ever think, what is the best ever you? Well, my guest, Elizabeth Guarino, did just that in 2008 and founded the Best Ever You Network. She came on my podcast to talk about that, writing books, puppy trainers, and so much more. I felt so energized and full of life after this podcast, and I hope you feel that same best ever you energy that I got when I was talking to her. And thank you for listening and enjoy this amazing podcast episode. Great. I'm here with Elizabeth Gorino. If I pronounce that correctly, the CEO of the Best Ever Network. Welcome to my podcast. I'm really excited about this. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I hope we have a great conversation. <laughs> oh, I know we will because you fascinate me. You're in the same kind of coaching track that I'm in, yet you've got this beautiful network. I have so many ways to go about this. I just don't know where to start other than how did you get into this? Yeah. Uh, much the same way a lot of people get into that. They, they have a moment where they're like, you know, I just don't want to be doing what I'm doing right now. And I want to be doing something else. Um, I was the, our little, I'm a mom of four boys, uh, they're sons, they're young men now, they're 20, 22, 24, and 26 now. But back that up, and when they were little, um, there were moments where I was like, oh, I, you know, when the littlest one goes to first grade or kindergarten or whatever it is, I'm going to go get a job. And yeah. I did that. And it wasn't very much fun. It wasn't all it was cracked up to be. And I closed my office door and thought there's got to be something better than this. And, and here we are today. Well, how long has the Best Ever You Network been around? Since 2008. Wow. You've been doing this that long. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you still, I mean, you look genuinely happy and at peace. I know our podcast listeners can't see that because I don't use the video, but still, you just look so at peace. It, it, very much so. Um, and, you know, I've had moments where this hasn't been so peaceful. It's been it's been a lot of work, really. I mean, whenever you start your own business and, and go that, you, know, you have to have go that path, you have to have a stomach for, you know, the entrepreneurial part of it, for sure. And so, you know, there's there's ups and downs. But I think probably over the past maybe five years, it's it's been pretty steady. We know we know who we are, what we are, what we want to do. And I think people are, are seeing us more and more for that. Yeah. And your co-founder, has she been with you the whole time too? So I'm, I'm the founder and, right. um, and CEO. And I just pat this past uh, January, 2020. Um, and, and to now I brought on a gal by the name of Chris Fuller. Okay. And um, she has just been instrumental to some of the things that we do, uh, much of what we do. And it's just, it's been so much fun to have another person on board. So she's much like-minded like you in terms of what the best ever you means and what that brand means. And you guys, between the two, you have a lot of books published from like 2004 on up, right? Uh, We do. So I've got Percolate, Let Your Best Self Filter Through, which is a Hay House book. And Mm -hmm. um, it, it took a while for me to get the 
my writing chops after that one. I, I was like, okay, I don't know what else I want to say. <laughs> and so uh, the next books out of me were children's books, actually, because I really through through growing through Best Over You, I really felt strongly that our message could be so much better served in moments with a younger crowd so that they sort of grow up with it. So we have books like Best Ever You. We have Self-Confident Sandy. We have Pinky Doodlebug, which is about collaboration and friendship. And then just recently, I signed with HCI Books in Florida uh, to write the Change Guidebook, How to Align Your Heart, Your Truths, and Your Energy to Find Success in All Areas of Your Life, which is going to be out in March and distributed by Simon & Schuster. That is wonderful. I think everybody and their everybody and their brother and their second cousin would want that. I, I hope really so. Do. I, I do. I poured my heart and soul into that book. I mean, really, I, I hope everybody who reads that can hear my voice. And if they have questions, my dream there is just call me or email me and and let's have a chat about change because I don't think people love change. You know, some people do, some people don't. Uh, you know, I, I think we're wired for not, I, and I think it's sort of, it, it's the opposite of what we're wired for sometimes. And again, we're all different. So some people are like change. I got it. And other people are like, no way. <laughs> um, and the book is really, really written for everybody. Wonderful. I can't wait to see that. That's, uh, that's going to be outstanding in my personal opinion. Could I, and written in a, I have a hard time finishing any self-help book. So I do too. I do. I do too. What? <laughs> I no. do too. Yes. And so wow. <laughs> when I write them, they have to be something I would actually buy. I mean, I have to get through my own book. Do you know what I mean? I mean, so yeah. when I read my book, I'm like, I don't want to, I want to write books that people don't want to put down. That's yes. my whole goal. And um, I'm sure, you know, you can't please everybody, but I get really frustrated too. Uh with things that don't work that are just intended to take your dollar and not really help you. So the intention of this book is to end that search (laughs) once and for all for something that's actually really super useful. So it's supposed to be like a lifelong guide. Yeah. And I've tried those books that have, you know, activities at the end of the chapter and then the kind that just are simple reasons, very few that I could ever finish. Yeah. I get the, I, it's the endorphin by it rush and then I get bored with it because it doesn't captivate me. Yep, same. And so this is structured so that it's my voice in the, in the beginning of each chapter. Then there's two stories from people, like real life people, like all of us. And then there's two exercises at the end of each chapter, but the exercises are structured so that they compound on one another. So that the end of the book, I don't want to give away the end of the book, but you've really, yeah, yeah. it, right. it you, works you through a change in a really easy way. Nothing complicated. No, there's no heavy, heavy lifting, but it, the whole book is intended to be a masterclass in change. I love that. I think that's fascinating. I have a friend that would also love it. So I'll probably be texting her right after this. I'm like, gosh, this book is coming out next year. So you might want to hook into it. Yeah, pre-orders are really important in in author right. land. A lot, a lot determines um, the you know the life of the book is really determined a lot by the pre-order rush. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because I have a book that's I've been doing some work on myself, and I don't. I'm I'm just going to do a self-publishing kind of deal. <laughs> it won't be a big one, but 
I don't, I have no idea how that works. So that's an interesting uh, note to remember that I'll have to write down because I love it. And anybody who can write a book to me, you know, I used to work in the film industry. So it's like a screenwriter or a filmmaker who can get a film made, even if it's a bad film, I still, I still <laughs> applaud them because it takes so much work. And, and if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. And yeah. books are like that too. Books are like little movies. They're little snippets of your life on paper written down and they're tricky too, because they need to be punctuated. Right. And <laughs> all those good, fine, fun things that editors are for, but you know, the one thing I think everybody has a book in them. It's just a matter of, do you have the consistent consistency and discipline to write those 30,000 words or 50,000 words, depending on how long you want your book. And right. so when people come to me and they say, you know, it's cool. You've written a book. I really would like to write one too. I'm like, yes, good. Let's help you. And let's get you consistently writing without the fear of punctuation, without the fear of what does anybody else think, without the fear of all those things. Because if I sat and wrote my own book and went, oh man, I don't know what everybody's going to think of that paragraph. It would be a daunting task. Um, so I, I just write, 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 write. It's better to write more and cut than yes, get stuck. Absolutely. So, oh, I've known that. Yeah. The best story about that, and it goes into the movie land, and uh, yeah. I think it was American President, uh, they switched writers, and the new writer, and I can't, I'm picturing his face, and I know it, and it'll be two minutes here, but he, they gave him, like, here's what we, here's what we want to do, and it was something that was written for Robert Redford, and he actually passed on it, and then, uh, what's his face, I can't, uh, Douglas, Michael Douglas Michael became Douglas. the lead. Right. But he wrote 300 and some pages. So he wrote way more than what was needed. They just went and did this little short part of it. And the rest of what he wrote became the West Wing, That's the TV awesome. show. Yeah. yeah. So it's better to write more, get and be as loquacious and as whatever you want to call it, but get more out there. That way. It's easier to cut back than trying to force words out of your brain onto a piece of paper or on your computer, right? Yeah, we. I just submitted a book with almost 100,000 words and we cut, cut, cut. Fantastic. It was fun. It was actually, she was all nervous too that one of the editors was like, I don't want to cut your work. And I'm like, I do. Let's go for it. <laughs> Let's get rid of stuff. And it, yeah. was, it was interesting. Yeah, because that's kind of my idea for my book. And I'm just like, I've, the fun part about it is, is when I write, I tend to write long. So that's yep. going to be fine. So I'll, it'll be fun to just cut it. The, the other thing I do when I go to write a book is I staple, I visualize, I staple a lot of paper together, staple it on hmm. the edges, and I sort of sketch out the cover. I sketch mm -hmm. out the chapters, and then I um, sort of do sections for each chapter and write so that I have like a little notebook where I want to write notes or draw something or whatever so that I can, you know, get the book out of me. Cause I can't necessarily just sit down at a computer and write. I need other mechanisms, especially crayons and markers and things like that. I don't know so why, but that's me. Yeah. No. And let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Cause you've been in the life coaching business and the best ever you network for going on 13, 14 years. Was this something that you knew you wanted to do? Did you know when you were a kid, a teenager, 
that or whatever that you wanted to do this type of work or did you go to school for something else how did that work well I think if I go back to kindergarten I think for sure I thought I always wanted to be a writer uh, I entered kindergarten reading and writing mm-hmm. and helping other kids learn to read and write so I could read and write really well and I think in third grade one of my teachers said you're you need to write books when you get older. Maybe let's do some stories now. And I, I wrote stories all through high school and junior high and won some awards and things like that. So in college, I went to school for journalism. Mm-hmm. So I have a degree in journalism. But along the way, I think I'm pretty valued and um, character-minded and integrity and things like that. And so it's been sort of my mission along my whole life, I think, to just be kind to people when I meet them. Um, it's been sort of a lifelong thing for me is um, kind and um, just pretty aware of other people and, and aware of myself. And so I think it all just sort of blends together in a way. Um, but I don't think I ever set out as a kid to say, you know, I think I'm going to do the best ever you network when I'm older well, no, or anything but... like that. But, um, but it all, it all weaves together. It all makes sense. Yeah. And I'll, Accentuate that just to why I asked that question, because sure. the thread for me was my ability to, to get along with people and elevate people has mm-hmm. been around since I was a kid. Yeah. I would see people and I would shine my light on their best, literally in your terms, their best ever you. Mm-hmm. I would see their, their great qualities and go, yeah. And I've done that. You know, I was a computer programmer for 25 years. I did that there. I survived you know, that industry and all the changes that it went through from dumb terminals to the internet. It, I didn't survive because I was the best programmer. I survived because I knew how to help people. Yeah. And then that translated into filmmaking. And that's when you're a producer, you're putting all the right pieces together. You as a CEO know this, you put the right pieces together and you give them the tools to do their job and you get out of the way. Yeah, and absolutely. I never set out to, didn't, as like you, never set out to be a coach, but that's the thread that was through all of that. So it seems like your writing was the thread, but it's also somehow you had that little switch where you knew to look for the best people. And I can tell that you do that just by setting up this podcast, just the way you treated me. Even in text, I could tell that you really elevate other people no matter what. And you did that with me because I was having a bad day and then we figured it out and figured out the podcast. I'm like, this is going to be fun. I cannot wait. It changed my, I, I was not in a good mood and it changed me in a second, just by the way you were and how you respected me, even in text. So I can tell that you do that very well. Well, thank you for that. Um, I, 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 I hope that's the encounter I have with everybody. I have a goal. Like if our lives touch in any way, shape or form, my goal is that we're both better for it. Yeah. And you leave, learn from each other all the time. All the time. Leave somebody off better than they were before. Oh yeah. I, Wholeheartedly. I had, a, I had a computer programmer job and I had a team lead and he's like, if you touch any program, make sure you leave it better off than, than it was before. And I feel like that is a life rule for me is with people leave them better off than they were before. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, just, well, and, and you, and I think we really, 
I think if you allow that space to learn from each other too, you'll okay. definitely, you pause around people and just let them be who they are. You'll learn from them. Yeah. That's a valuable lesson because allowing people just to be themselves is, is a wonderful way to navigate through life because everybody's different. Everybody comes from, they have different touch points in their life that, that led them to that moment where you were there. So if you allow them to be that person that had all those touch points, they're going to be better because of it. And you're going to learn something about yourself because for me, people are mirrors, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. And, absolutely. You, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to even add to that. It's, just a, it's a good sentence as it is. You know, we've been talking a lot about it on, uh, I started a thing just the other day, actually called Best You Daily. And it's a private group on Facebook. It's called Best You Daily with Elizabeth. And it might have my full name on there. Uh, but I really wanted to have a place and space where people could talk about topics, even if they're started by me, you know, comment on them, you know, that kind of thing. And so to start out, what I really wanted to do was talk about like self-love, self-worth, value, and confidence. So that's what we're going to talk about this week on, you know, in the Best You Daily group, <laughs> or Best Daily, you, it's Best You Daily. And I was just thinking about that as you were saying, you know, we're mirrors of each other and so forth. Sometimes it's hard to be ourselves because we're not completely confident in that. You know, we don't know what people are thinking about us. We don't know what people are going to say about us. We don't, you know, and so we kind of tiptoe around people in a funky fashion. And so I'm really backing people up to be authentically who they are and stand in their light, stand in their shine, stand in the self-love and self-worth. And if you can't find that, if you don't know what that means, stop, pause, and learn a little bit about self-love and self-worth. I think those topics are just so important, especially when you take those topics and you root them in gratitude, and then they match up to your behavior, your values, your goals, your dreams, and so forth. So it's, a, it's kind of like a big bucket of everything to get mm -hmm. the foundation going. It's like you pour the foundation for yourself into self-love, self-worth, gratitude, and so forth. And then you think about your values, your goals, your belief system, and so forth. And when all that sort of fires on, this, on the same cylinder, you really have this cool, authentic space happening. And and then you have the, the confidence there to stand in it and be just exactly who you are and have other people appreciate you for that. And what that does is bring you boundaries back to yourself too, because once you have that foundation that basically says, yeah, you're going to mirror back, even mirror back some of my dark side to me, but I know that I've got that and I've got this boundary set here of my self-worth and my self-love to reflect on and help look at that and go all right that's good yeah i, I can, love I can, yeah one example i i bring this up a lot because we live in a we live in a world right now of drugs alcohol and and so forth and i am a lifelong i don't know why either people are like why i'm like i don't know this stuff is just like toxic to me i am a lifelong non-drinker Drug, the whole thing, just no drugs, no alcohol. I don't even have prescription drugs in me. And I've, I don't know, I just have a boundary about it. And it's, that's your foundation though. It, it, it's the foundation of who I am. And people are like, here, have some. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and it's, it's not through much trying either. It just seems to be who I am. And, and I, 
um, have been ridiculed for that over the years, left out. You feel, you know, and it's like, so you start to think, wow, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> and, no. and no, you think, okay, this is what's right with me. This is me. Yes. Yeah, but that's being your authentic true self that, that, that came naturally to you. That how brilliant is that? And you're what you're doing with it, though, to me, is you, you've created this best ever you net, network and you're trying to help people not just, you know, you're just trying to take, I know who I am authentically and now I'm trying to help you be the same so you can smile like I smile every day. That's basically yeah. what you do, right? Yeah, yeah it I is. I love it, that. It's about, it's yeah, and you can take it a step further and think about time um, and time management and uh, how much our moments matter. I'm a person who's been, um, you know, who's nearly lost their life a couple times through food allergic reactions. I developed life-threatening food allergies in my late twenties. And um, so I am that human being above the age of 10 who is truly allergic to peanuts, nuts, um, and also fish and shellfish. And so I've nearly died a couple times and it, it kind of took that a little bit to wake me up and think about how precious life is and how our moments matter and how we spend our time and so forth. And I think one of my big things also is to help people recognize that it doesn't have to take that to have that. Agreed. Yeah. You don't have to hit rock bottom to be the best ever you. No, really. You can have everything, you know, I've been in, I've been very financially successful because when you're a computer programmer, you make a lot of money, but I was never happy to be truthful yeah. with you. But yep. So you could still have the best over you, even if you've got all the things and all the trinkets, but you're still not happy and you can still make that switch. You do not have to hit rock bottom to go and find the best ever you. No. And I think, I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of share that story. Not so, I love it. Sometimes, sometimes that story really is an analogy setting about helping people stay alive and thrive with food allergies. But a lot of times that's some of the why that drives me so that um, you don't have to be um, sitting, feeling miserable and sorry for yourself and this and that and shame and blame and, you know, all the negative things that keep us sort of stuck and held down and held back and so forth. And if you sort of just release that energy and think, you know, I'm enough, I'm okay. I'm a good person. I'm a good human being. Uh, you know, there's so many things that you can say to yourself other than, God, I totally suck. Yeah. And let's, I'm going to pigeonhole that into the best ever you because do you help people change the narrative of their own story? Well, I don't know if you can, I think you can change. I think it can change. You can change how you say it, if that's what you mean by that. You know, you can change the, or, or do you mean, ch explain that a little bit more to me. What do you mean sure, by changing the narrative? Because well, I'm always going to have life-threatening food allergies and that's what's going to happen. No, not, no. Um, change the story that you tell yourself oh, okay. about your life. Because we all have that internal, oh, yeah. and it's not, in, people call it internal dialogue, but it's an internal monologue in your head about self-worth, shame, and how great you are even, because I have that too. So do you, does the best ever you help people rewrite that story that they're telling themselves? Totally. And, yeah. and um, yeah, we, we do. And that's part of the change guidebook too. It's going to help you get reprogram um, your subconscious mind and the way you think and the way you've been 
going about what you say and do and everything. And that's, that's, that is my whole MO right there. (laughs) Completely. Brilliant. um, Brilliant. Is to, is to get you thinking I can and why not? And who says I can't? And who says you can't? Uh, and, uh, I love all those it. really motivational things. But also, you know, talk is only talk. You've got to match up some really solid action steps to go with that. So if you're like, Kelly, you want to write a book? Yes, you can. And guess what, Kelly? We're going to write 30 minutes a day or something. We're going to have some structured writing time to take the action necessary to get your goals and dreams and things done. So you know you that, you know that, think about that in terms of computer programming. If you said, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be right there to fix your computer. Right. I never did it. <laughs> yeah. I'll get yeah. over that. There's nothing and more frustrating in the world. We all live in that. And there's so many people that like, I have more computer skills than people 30, 40 years younger than me. And they're like, what, how do you like, I always had that curiosity and going back to what you talked about, like some people can make change because they like variety. I had a roommate in LA. He loved variety. He lived for it because it was, that was his MO is if change happened, he was all over it. And for me, I was like, if change happens, Oh my God, I'm going to freak out. Is your work or home life lacking empathy? Do you know that empathy is a key ingredient to being successful, achieving your dreams, and even leaving a satisfied life? If you want more information, go to everythoughtmatters.com forward slash work with me to contact me for a free consultation. I'm Kelly Reamer, a holistic life coach centering on empathy and listening to help you achieve your dreams. Opposite dealings there. Sometimes when people who like the change and the, consist- and the, and the constant change and all that stuff, sometimes with that person, you slow them down to help some more consistency and, and, and discipline okay. in, in their So opposite yeah, absolutely. And somebody who doesn't like change. We're going to vary things a little bit, maybe slightly. Right. <laughs> um, ah. you know, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I, I use this, uh, another example, like a, a, a well-being wellness example. Um, okay. Sometimes people will come and say, come to me and say, I'd like to be coached and I'd like to lose I usually work with people who want to lose like a hundred pounds or more uh-huh. and they'll say, you know, I've tried everything. I've read all the books. I've walked the, this, I've done this and nothing's working and I need to get these hundred pounds off. I want to feel better. I want to get off medication, whatever it is. And we will do something really simple. And it's what you're doing right now for the next, we're going to drink water. At least I hope that's water, Kelly. I'm kidding. We're going to drink water and we're going to, we're going to drink a certain amount of water consistently every day for the next month or two weeks or whatever it is, you know, but we will hold that change. And you would be surprised how hard it is for people. Even if I don't take anything away, even if I don't say, okay, you can't drink soda, you can't drink alcohol, you can't drink coffee, yeah, with all, caffeine all, in it, and, you know, all yep. the, all the things that that blocks success sometimes but just adding water in it's a try it (laughs) well you've got it down probably because i can see you drinking water but that just that one slight change throws people for a total loop you're so good at this you know this i don't i don't know thank you very much for the no i could just tell you i don't accept compliments very well that's my thing (laughs) but thank you (laughs) 
I never used to, and now I do. And I, I've just, again, that was, I trained my brain to accept yeah. compliments. I really have. So if somebody compliments me, I take it, go, thank you. That's very kind of you. Yeah. You know, I, and there's still a little 10 or 20% doubt in there, but I'll take it. Cause I, I've done the same thing. The I'm you, like, thank you very much. Because I think when people compliment you, it's sincere. They mean it. It's helpful and so forth. It's not just talk. It's not that, how are you today? Fine. It's yeah. actually, that's, so there's a different, sometimes people are, are tricky with compliments because they don't know if they're sincere or not. And I think if I, I've, the way I take my spin on it as I get older and older and older is like, now that's a compliment <laughs> that they're meant yeah. to say something very nice about you. Take it. Don't take it and become arrogant. Take it and remain humble. But take yes. it as you've you've helped someone in some way, and that's what makes me smile. Just a little bit of any any part of any of us, it's helpful. I love your I science agree. behind you too, by the way. Every thought matters. Couldn't agree my with sister, that one more. My sister made that for me, and it's the premise of my coaching practice, which yeah. is a little bit of law of attraction, a little bit of thought management, a little bit of what you talked about, bright, you know, there's this thing where it's either uh, creative or variety, lack of variety, significance or love, I think is what it is. Mm -hmm. And those are four things that most people have. They yeah. usually have two dominant traits and you got to figure out what those are. So I do that plus the thought matters, plus, you know, I've a lot of that in my coaching to help people. But what, I don't know, I love how you talk to people because you're talking to me and giving me some good, valuable insight. Cause you mirror, well, you mirror my best ever you back to me. You really do, which is wonderful. And that's why you're so successful. And well, thank, God, thank you for that. And um, you know, it's, this is an important practice. I think the coaching, I, I think what you're doing is really important. And the more we're out there, um, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. We have two new puppies. They're really cute. Aww. Harley and Bahama, they're two new Bernie Doodle puppies. Our dog passed away at the beginning of COVID last January. She was like 14 years and it was really sad. And um, <clears throat> I didn't think we'd ever get another dog actually. And now we have two puppies. So anyway, long story short, I'm, I was thinking about how puppies, we train, we're, we're in puppy class. Like before this call, I was over in Yarmouth, Maine doing puppy training at 8.30 this morning for an hour. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, it, from puppies to human beings to everybody, I think we need coaches. Look at your, hi, baby, you heard puppy. <laughs> your dog is mm -hmm. so cute. <laughs> but I, I think we're all better when we have those different ideas. And when, where I was going with that in a, in a strange way, probably, is that the puppy trainer, the puppy yeah. trainer almost isn't there to train the puppies. She's there to train you to learn how to oh, navigate yeah. puppy land and she's clever about it and I love it I'm like oh yeah okay I didn't see that and it's really fun to be coached by a coach it's super yeah. fun right and it so, is it is and you know we all have these little bits of or bits are huge parts of us that are experts in something no we're not yeah. all great at everything you know we're terrible at some things take me out on a golf course it's scary um but <laughs> yeah but but when we have that sliver of information that really does help somebody else, it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is. And I, 
I've always been one. I haven't always. I I had a moment in many years ago where I just started. My mom told me, "You're you're codependent. You might want to read this book by Melody Beatty," and she handed it to me, and I'm like, oh, "Okay." And it changed me because it put me on this path of being a better person and learning about my traits and like now I I constantly remind people that I'm a recovering people pleaser literally yeah. yeah so you know and I really am and I you know just left a job where everybody in the job was a people pleaser and I'm like gosh that was just it was a nightmare so I'm like I can't do that I can't be around a bunch of people pleasers because it's you know but I know I'm a recovering one because I know that's that use that was my coping mechanism as a child was making people happy because I wasn't I was very unhappy so that's how I did it now I'm like no I got to do like what you talked about is literally reprogram that brain and now I'm really stoked for your book by the way I am so stoked because I just think we all need that just and an easy way to do it you know not just this is not a hard read. This is not yeah, a philosophy I, book. It's not an academic book. It's not, it's like my no. word. What it's what I've used to help people along the way here. It's exactly what I've done and used. And there's people looking over, over me as well. So my mentors are in there. My guides are, in, you know, my, the people who have yeah, trained yeah. me, I've got a you know, I don't, I didn't just sit here and, and be like, you know, I'm going to, you know, go on a path of training everybody on my own. And here I go, you know, I'm the best coach that ever lived. No, um, I, I have had very cool moments with people who have taken me and said, you know, I would like to teach you a little bit more so that you don't have these gaps. You're on the right track, but you've got some gaps and some of you are learning some, you know, this would really help you. And Gary Kobat is one of those people. Mm-hmm. Robert Wainwright is one of those people. Uh, I love, love, love Jack Canfield. I think he is, uh, I, that his success principle book is like my Bible. And then um, Dr. Ivan Meisner is somebody who has stuck with best ever you since it, you know, it was an idea. And um, Fred Cuellar, we've just had some really cool people along the way. And then I would add in there recently, you know, Chris Fuller. She, mm-hmm. you know, she has different, a different skill set than I do. She is incredibly unapologetic unapologetically positive in like all moments. I'm like, oh, you're driving me nuts. I want to be negative over here for a minute. <laughs> right? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and no, I'm not very negative ever, but you know, it's pretty funny. No. Just, she's, she's just got a completely different skill set. And she's probably one of, honestly, one of the, you should have her on your show. She's one of the brightest people that I've ever come across. Really. She is sharp, really bright human being. I don't know what her scores are, um, on, you know, in, on the genius level, but I'd say they're right up there. Yeah. She's really brilliant in a variety of different things. She's a, you know, those people who can paint and write and do, you know, just, Oh, here's yes, a picture I, I painted and it's perfect. You know, like, how'd you do that? Her mind is just incredible. I love like I can hardly than, draw. Oh, I can barely draw a stick man and I'm yeah. okay with that, but I, I can write though. And I've been told by you know, college teachers that I write well. Yeah. You know, like I have friends that teach and we're like, wow, you, my mom, of course, my mom will always say it, but my, my 87 year old mother, bless her heart. Uh, she loves my writing. She loves how I write stories. I write a, 
you know, I wrote a story about a year ago about me and the only hit I got in Little League Baseball. And uh-huh. I made a nice long, about 2,000 word story out of it on Facebook. And she's like, oh my God, this is so great. You I know? Can we publish that on Best Ever You? So here's the other thing I was going to say about writing is one of the great ways to start writing is to blog for websites. Like well, I write... have two websites. So. No, no, other people's websites. So um, like we always love writers and contributors and stuff on Best Ever You. So like that's, we have, we've got a I, lot of people who if, contribute. If you want fun. me to be a contributor, I will. Yeah, yeah I do. of course. I got a picture of, literally, I found a picture of my high school that I went to. I grew up in Iowa. Really oh, small town, about 400 people over, my gosh, really? Yeah, where'd you grow up in Iowa? By Fort Dodge, you know where that is? I do. I'm from, I'm from Bettendorf, Iowa. Jeez. So you're yep. down in the bottom corner of the, the Bettendorf okay. is? Bettendorf, Davenport, down, the Quad Cities. Right. Yeah, Quad Cities, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know so, Fort Dodge. Yep. We, I, grew, up, I went to Pleasant Valley High School. Wow. Actually, I think I know that. I went to Prairie High School and yeah. graduated in 83. And there, I scoured the internet, found an old picture of the high school. So I wrote this story and it's in my memories on Facebook. And I don't know how to publish on your best ever you, but. I'll help you. Okay, please. I would yeah. love to. I would love to share my stuff because I need a, truly need a forum for some of my stories that are not. Personally, I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of. Facebook, so I don't like publishing it there. I'd like to be more meaningful to a more meaningful crowd. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys have that meaningful crowd. I don't know how many members you have in your network, but we anyway. have. Uh, we've, we're coming up on. I think we have over five thousand, maybe yeah. a little bit more than that now. Um, nice. And so, um, but we love. Is that me clicking? Sorry, uh, making noise here. Good. But um, we. Uh, we love our contributors. We love our self-help gurus. We love our budding brands. We, if, if people Good. want to be there, we welcome it. Uh, we have rules. You, know, you can divide the audience. We don't do politics. We don't do, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. It's Mine are usually just G-rated. personal stories. Yeah. They're just yeah. personal stories about my life. And I keep writing them just because I enjoy it. It's, it's yeah. a lot of fun for me. And I, I'll be, I do write fairly well. Yeah. I, I bet you do. Um, and, and so we, we just absolutely love that. And anybody can join. Not everybody can write for us. So um, it's, well, yeah. It, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so basically cool. you got a little bit of an editor in there, which is wonderful. Yeah. I like that idea because yeah. that, that helps me grow as a writer because I've got to write this book and I'm, I already kind of know how it's going to work. And I, I'm modeling it after one of my, my favorite all time books. And I'm going to pimp this one out because I, do almost on every podcast that I do. <laughs> yeah. It's called Live Your Truth by Kamal Ravikant, which mm-hmm. was self, he wrote this book actually called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. And he just wrote it, self-published it. It's like 80 pages on a small thing. And it blew up. It just absolutely blew up. And then Live Your Truth was a follow-up to that. And that's been that book, 80 pages maybe, he just wrote stories about living your truth and it became i got laid off in 2014 from my computer programming job because i made too much money and i just read that book and that was my guidebook to get through that yeah it was awesome and and it's great and one of my friends has it now and she's like 
I don't want to give this back because I keep reading it. And she's a voracious reader. She'll read three or four books a day. Wow. She doesn't watch television at all or anything like that. So she'll read and read until the cows come home. And she's like, I'm just going to keep reading this because there's so many messages in there for me. Sounds like me. I don't like to watch TV a lot. I, I, I like to watch movies. I like to listen to music, but I like to read more than anything. And I like to write more than anything beyond that. So, but, um, you know, you just did something too, that's really neat. Um, that that's really important too, is that you made yourself vulnerable so that people can connect, you know, with your story and with you. Um, by letting us know that you have, you know, we're laid off in 2014 and this is my story and this is, you know, what's happened and so forth. That lets people know very much so that they're not alone. Uh, And I think the more, I think the more we as human beings share our stories to let people know that not every moment is perfect. We're not perfect. We're all doing our best here. You know, those types of things, um, is their moments to connect and their moments to help each other, you know, pivot. And then the other thing is I like that you're sharing your goals out loud of writing, wanting to write a book and getting that done and getting that finalized and so forth. So people can see mm-hmm. it and use it and so forth. And I think that's really important too, because when you do that, so like I would have never known on, on Twitter where we met yeah. that you had a goal like that. Now hearing you and everybody hearing you, we can show up for you and help you because the one misconception I think that everybody has about books, I'm using everybody there. I don't usually use sweeping generalizations, but I'm going to, is that we authors sit and we write these books by ourselves. Uh, No, there's a, especially in the traditionally published world where, you know, I, I, I've got books that are traditionally published, self-published hybrid published. I've got a a set of books in all areas, Mm -hmm. but in the traditional published sense, you don't sit in, you know, in the darkness every morning under a lamp and, you know, crank out, you know, you know, 20 pages or anything like that by yourself. Sometimes people do that, but yes, maybe to get the book written or whatever, but there's a whole team of people to edit, to do the cover, to market. I mean, there are, teams of people that show up for you and the biggest person that you need as an author is somebody to read it <laughs> Duh. So, right? so, yeah so you need people to show up for you that's a to great, help you be successful i appreciate that that's wonderful because it's gonna i agree with you and i already know who i'm who's gonna write the intro because she told yeah. she was on my podcast uh, named dr nisi moore and she's like one of my biggest fans and she's like my clients need this book. You need to write this. Yeah, I think you do too. Yeah, well, I need to do it just because it's for me. And I love writing. I honest to goodness love writing. And time management, you talked about early earlier, and that's one of my hardest things to deal with at home because I've, I'm an avid TV show watcher. I've you know, I want a podcast to do just on TV shows just to talk about. And I watch everything. I watch subtitles from every, from That's Finland cool. to Spain to, yeah, Israel. I'm li- we're literally watching this thing about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, but it's a drama and it's a thriller and it's great. And it doesn't choose sides on either one of it. And subtitles, yet I'm into it. I can't yeah. stop watching, you know. but. I love writing more than anything else, and but I get bogged down in 
deadlines and trying to figure out and procrastinating. And I think your change book probably helps us with that, correct? It does actually. It helps you visualize. Um, it helps you visualize the the end game, the long game, and so forth. And it it definitely, if there's something, so the change guidebook are the ten points that we as people go through to make a change or deal with an unforeseen circumstance. So oh woven God, in the change that. guidebook are those ten points. It's everything from assessing a situation to the impact you're going to have on people. So you could go through that process that's in the book to think about, okay, the assessment of myself is I'm gonna write a book, I wanna write a book and here's why and so forth, all the way to the end of the impact it's gonna have on people as you, as you make this change. So the, wow. change, the changes that you would need to make though are less of something to have more of something, if you think about that. So you're gonna to have to give up something to get, mm-hmm, which is sure. often where success rests in success a lot of the times is giving up something to get something you know there's a compromise there and the other thing is um doing what you don't really want to do you want to do it but you don't want to do the work for it like it'd be so much easier if you just wouldn't it be like if you just closed your eyes right now it's like oh you know there's my book and it's done but unfortunately for all of us there's work involved um i spent my whole summer writing and tweaking the change guidebook it's it's been you know a year in progress with the sure with the whole summer being you know pretty intense and what did i give up i gave up a lot of swim time here and there i gave up being outside here and there i you know different things and i tried to minimize that impact on my family and so forth but there's always a give and a take yep and it's a it's a moment um where you decide you get to decide well, how bad do you want? You always have to decide how bad do you want it. And because if you do, you'll do it. Yeah. You know that. I, oh, I have a, uh, and I don't know where it is, but I have a, a line that one of my life coaches gave me. Cause I, I have a mentor who's a life, was my life coach when I realized I was writing down goals every year and nothing was happening. So, yeah. and then I found her and now she's like one of my closest friends. Like she's not my coach, but. If I needed to, she could be, we would buy it. Goals can be annoying in a way because you can write down a goal and it can, it can be a, a a goal that sounds so easy. Like, Oh, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds or, Oh, I want to write a book or whatever. And then you think about it and you're like, yeah, I really want to do that. But the, the, I think the how is what the, the how is what people need navigating how to actually get that done. And that's, that's what yep. I do. I specialize in helping people take those action steps. So I specialize in change, but also the how. How do I actually accomplish what I'm trying to do? Yeah. And so when you when somebody works with me, they, you know, and, and that can be a little bit of a trial and error because it's like, well, that didn't work for me. Okay, let's try this. Um, you know, it yeah, just depends. Absolutely. On, trial absolutely. and error there for sure. But once you get into the rhythm of what does work, it's over. You're going to do you're going to do what you wanted to do. Yeah. And I agree with that. And, you know, and I'm trying to think of the question he asked me, he's like, you know, what's, what's the reward, you know, to, you know, is it worth more, is the reward worth more of not doing it than doing it? And that's what, that's a real deep question. And before I 
I moved from LA to this little town called Rockport, which is down by Corpus. Um, and I coached myself because I had several different avenues of what I wanted to do because I was like, LA was too expensive. So I used all his, you know, questions for me and then used my own things, you know, and figuring out, you know, does it, for me, I bought this book called How to Fascinate, which is by Sally Hogshead. Yet another one that I've never finished, but it still is a key thing because the book fascinates me because I love a challenge. Mm -hmm. And it makes me curious because I don't know how to go self-publish, but I, that's one of the things that I've always been able to do. So you got, whenever you want to do something, you've got to be at least curious or fascinated by this thing that you want to do for yourself, whether it's losing weight, whether it's changing careers, whether it's writing a book, whether it's writing a screenplay, whether it's publishing a novel, does it fascinate you? Does it make you curious? Yeah. Are you passionate about it? Are you right. really, truly passionate about it? Uh, and again, I'm going to bring us back to okay. thinking of it like a, as a project, like you're, you're kind of a project manager in a sense of, okay, my project is I'm going to write this book. Here's what it's called. Here's the, here's the date that it's going to be published by. Here's a date that I'm going to have a draft by. Here's a date that other eyes are going to see it. I'm going to have to learn X, Y, and Z to get it done. I don't know X, Y, and Z at this time. So I might have to take a class or I might have to poke my nose around or whatever. I'll tell you the um, when I was in that mode of like, I wanted, I had a, I had a goal by the time I was 40 to publish my first children's book. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's called Blueberry, a cat's eye view of Maine. And I had help with it. And then I had another goal and I was like, okay, I want to self-publish a children's book this next time. And who's going to do the illustrations because I can't draw. And I mean, I, can't, <laughs> I don't say I can't very often, but I'm going to go with, I can't on that one. <laughs> you know, who's going to do that? Oh my, oh my, I'm going to have to put this out there that I want to write this book and I need an illustrator. I want to write this book. I need an editor. I want to write this book. I don't have probably the computer skills at this point to get the cover and the book up on everything. There was a great platform we used for that book called lulu.com. Mm -hmm. And they're brilliant at helping people uh, get the book published. Lulu.com. I have used them many times. We just use them for our best-selling journal. We have a journal called uh, Best Ever You 52 Week Journal to Your Bravest, Boldest You. And we self-published that journal on Lulu with them. And wow, I saw yeah. that too. I was yeah. kind of curious about it, but yeah, yeah this one. Is that like daily writing prompts. Yeah, it is. It's um, it, I, you, your audience can't see it, but it, it looks like that, and um, it's a guided yeah. journal with um, weekly prompts, and then when you buy the journal, you get access to us in a private group, and then there's videos that go with it. There's not um, there's not a code where you can hover your phone over it, but you can go to our website and see the videos. They just play like on YouTube. Yeah, sure. um, but it's a, it's a guided journal that takes you through the, the uh, principles of best ever you and um, the core of you, art of you, heart, humanity, sport, and spirit of you. And then the prompts coincide. Wow. The principles that best ever you was founded on. Right. Yeah. Very cool. I so it can be done. One, yeah. I journal every day. So I like the idea of journal prompts personally, Just, you know, cause I've yeah. been journaling, like I said, back in 2014 and that's kind of what I had really started a journaling and meditation practice for my mornings and I 
you know, here and there I slacked off, but most of the time I'm, that's what I do. And I've never seen a journal with prompts like that, which is great because I've been researching, you know, books that are prompts for writing like screenplays and things like that, but not a journal. That's kind of cool. Yeah, this this has you start every day with what's brewing because it's got a coffee theme to it. Um, how are you feeling? Is there something in your life creating stress or joy? And then it it just goes through like what what values do you wish you had that you do you wish you would have learned earlier in life? Um, so the first part's about values and core of you. When have you stood up for something you believed in? You know those types yeah, of things. All those the things back, yeah, yeah. Then the back prompts are. Um, you know, like what goals did you accomplish this year? What would you like to do next? You know, so it's a recap in the back of it. Um, but it has reflection pages in addition to the prompts. It's been, it's been selling. <laughs> it's been a good well, one. Oh, it doesn't surprise me that it's been selling. I love the idea. I love the premise and I love a different, I'm always trying to become better. And I, I use a law of attraction uh, planner, which has mm -hmm. a lot of good stuff in it, but it's not like, but it's not a journal. It's a planner. So, but yeah. Still, I love the idea of a journal, just not just me writing what's on my brain, which I do, but also giving me some things to think about in the morning when I have my cup of coffee and my oatmeal. Yeah. And if people don't like the guided journals, we have blank ones as well. Um, you oh, can go I, to Amazon and go to MML journals and we've got, um, we love the cover designs of, of, of them. They're like percolate daily and success yeah. tips and you know, they're, they're fun, um, but they're basically blank inside there might be like a, a quote or two in there but they're they're basically um just free flow right journals that one's the other one's very guided it's super specific well, um, i like to that teach though. you best ever you and to teach you the principles of best ever you while you're having some fun writing so, yep yeah. cool well this is just i don't know you i you've jacked me up big time and not surprising but I knew that I would just walk away from this going, wow, this, this woman is amazing. And I can't wait. I truly cannot wait for your book next year. That's going to be freaking awesome. And I'm probably going to go buy that journal because I need something new and different for my journaling. Anyway, I'm about to run out of journals. So, cause I buy them in bulk literally. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll send you some too um, from, you know, just so you, you have some of yep. the journals and so forth, but you know, I think, I thank you very much for, for having me on your show. And I think uh, what I'm thinking about as we're winding up is to just say to your audience, you know, when you, when you've got that voice, that's sort of maybe urging you to, to do something else, seek something like a richer life or like a, like a more fulfilling life, different moments change and so forth. Like, even when you don't know what to do, think to stop, pause, and really listen to that gut instinct. Um, and what I love to do, and part of the change guidebook too, is to have help people move from thinking so much to more of like a heart based thinking. So, to have you move from your head to your heart, to go about some of your decisions, or maybe a majority of your decisions, thinking with your heart. And because I really think that when you, align like like the book says when you align your heart and your truths and your energy anything's possible like like when you think with your heart when you live and show up authentically and when you understand that you're going to go where you place your energy like when you line all those things up you can do pretty much anything i like that oh wow 
because you do have, yeah that makes a lot of sense too i'm just so proud to have you on my podcast i was bragging to my friend yesterday because we have a weekly chat and she's a coach too and i'm like i've got this like she's published all these books and she's got this best ever you network and she's coming on my podcast and like i cannot wait so well, we i have your book you come on my podcast open invitation okay. you got that book Wonderful. we'll promote it on my podcast great be all great that'll give me motivation i've got a lot of other motivating things but i'm, I'm trying to work on being inspired to do what I need to do. Well, I think you'll inspire a lot of people. I, that's kind of the goal. And that's what I want to do. And when we were texting yesterday and I'm like, I love, I just said to myself, I love my job. (laughs) Yeah. The world needs more of you. Um, Remember that everybody, the world needs more of you. Yep. I agree. And I appreciate it. So where can people find you? So give me some plugs and all of that, because I want our <laughs> listeners to know how to find such a wonderful human being. You're, you well, really are special. So well, well, thank you very much. You can always email me. I'm Elizabeth at besteveryou.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at besteveryou. I'm pretty much like my name or besteveryou on social media. Uh, and I hang, I, if I was going to pick a social media format that I hang out on most, it's probably LinkedIn, actually. Um, nice. I was just named to the Forbes Business Council the Forbes Business Council. And um, I do hang out on LinkedIn quite a bit. Facebook, maybe not. Facebook for puppy, you know, like each platform has its thing. <laughs> they got a yeah. lot of puppy puppiness going on on my Facebook right now. Oh, but cool. um, but if you if you need true help or you want to reach me for whatever, Elizabeth at besteveryou.com always works great. That's wonderful. I'm, and besteveryou.com, everybody. There's so much information on that site. I, I didn't get through it all. And yeah. I love your Free site. It's so well done. It's Thank very you. well done. It's very professional, but fun too. I thought it was fun. So good. Yeah, we try, you know, self-help can be boring. And so it's important to try and make it fun. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. use try very often either, but you know, it, it can be tricky because, you know, there's work involved. It's, it's like, ah, oh, I don't want to do the work about that. And um, so you, there's clever ways that you can go about making it feel like you're not really actually doing so much intense work. Um, and we try and do that. So thank you. Excellent. So have a little fun along the way, make some changes and find the best ever you. Great. Yep. Absolutely. 